All right, so like I said the other day, I'm not real big on doing 15 weeks of Christmas like some people do or the, you know, whatever it is, the Advents, the Solas, and all that other stuff. I don't normally do all that. But tonight, I do want to talk about the Christmas season. It is the Christmas season. It is the most wonderful time of the year. But the question is, is it? Every time this year, the, Christmas, uh, the world comes to a standstill for the most part and celebrates, whether it's Hanukkah or Christmas, uh, you celebrate. Most of the known world celebrates something this time of year, Chinese New Year. I don't know if that's done now or not. But the world comes to a standstill this time of year, every year, to celebrate something. Yet there are those who, even during this time, even during the most joyous time of the year, or at least that's what Andy Williams says, there are folks out there suffering loss. Whether it be they're laid off just before the holiday season, the death of a loved one during the holiday season, or the memories, fresh, fresh memories of a loved one they just had at their side. They celebrated so many Christmases, Thanksgivings, New Year's with this person. And now they're going through their first one without that person by their side. They're finding their way alone with memories, depression, fear, missing that person that was at their side for years and years. For those folks, Christmas, the holiday, is just going to be harsh, brutal pains of loss. And emptiness. I know of at least five families right now, firsthand, I know of at least five that are suffering the loss of a loved one in the past few days. A brutal loss and a painful, painful time that is their holiday. Mothers losing their children, fathers losing their children, husbands losing wives, grandkids losing grandparents. It's a brutal time of year to have a loss because we're, we're supposed to go around and, oh, we're happy, joy, it's a wonderful time of the year. But it's not for some people. I know this is the part of Christmas that we never talk about. We all have four smiles, pleasantries, galore. And we bear our pain and our loneliness so we do not ruin somebody else's Christmas. We go out to these parties, no, I'm fine, I don't, and then in the dark, we justify it by saying, I don't want to ruin their Christmas and letting them know how bad off I am. But I want you to know that it's okay to cry. And it is okay to hurt. And it is okay to get lost in the pain and the grief at this time of year. Don't put on that forced smile. Don't go out and fake it for anybody. If you're in pain, if you're in grief, it's okay. This time of year, we celebrate the birth of a Savior. One who can guarantee that our loss and our grief is only of this earth. For he conquered death and the grave. He was born that we might have life. He did not come that we might not feel. He didn't come to take away the feelings. That we might not hurt. 
He didn't come to save us hurt. He didn't come to save us troubles and trials. He came that we might have life and have it more abundantly by having a relationship with the Father. That's why he came. No matter the hurt, no matter the pain, we have life through him. And the guarantee that we will see that loved one we lost, if they were in him, we will see that loved one we lost in and through Jesus. It's not forever. It's just till we get to the other side. We're going to start tonight with John 11.35. Jesus wept. The shortest verse in the English language in the entire Bible. Jesus at the tomb of Lazarus wept. He loved Lazarus and his sisters. Loved them. And he wept at the tomb. He wept for the loss of Lazarus. He wept for the sisters who were feeling the loss, who were crying for their brother, who were frustrated because had Jesus been there, he could have prevented it. They didn't know that this loss was in his will. They were feeling the loss, and Jesus wept for their sorrow. Jesus wept because he loved Lazarus. Jesus wept for, the <clears throat> for those that were at the tomb, that were about to see a miracle and know that he did something that had never been done before and would never believe on him and will go to hell and face an eternity in hell. He wept for them. Jesus wept. Jesus came to this earth to walk among us, to be like us, to feel like us, live as us, die as us. Jesus wept for the same reasons we do. He hurt as we do. He cared as we do. His last act from the cross. His last act from the cross as he was dying, could barely hold himself up. His last act was to take care of his mother and make sure she was taken care of. And he made sure he made it public so each of them knew their responsibilities. John 19, 25. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. Jesus, dying on the cross, made sure to set his earthly house in order. He knew it was important. He knew she needed someone to care. He cried for Lazarus. Jesus, the Savior that was born, cares about you, your loss, your grief, and your pain. He does. It's okay to hurt because he understands it. He saw his mother standing there, his earthly mother, and he wanted to make sure she was taken care of. And he told John, the disciple he loved, to take care of his mother. He took care of her. 
It's okay to have those concerns. It's okay to have that hurt. It's okay to have that pain. There is no reason for this season not to include your hurt, your pain. There's no reason to not include your hurt and your pain in this season. And if you're worried about somebody else not enjoying their Christmas or you are affecting their Christmas, I'm going to tell you right now. If people know you and they know you're hurting and they know you need them there, they're going to be there for you if they're family and friends. They're going to. You're not hiding anything from them. In fact, most likely, they see you grieving and that you won't let them in, and that's hurting them more than anything else. Grieve with them. Lean on them. This time of year should probably, probably be best suited for that pain of loss, that emptiness, because right now, there are so many attuned to family and friends that this is the time to share that pain and that loss. It doesn't have to be a depression and bringing them down. Let them lift you up. Talk to friends. Don't be alone. Christmas is about giving. Whether you're giving companionship, friendship, a shoulder to cry on, or just a smile to brighten a day that is impossibly dark for someone, be a shoulder, be a friend, be a smile in the darkness. I know you're hurting, or you know someone who's hurting. This is the season for it. For Jesus was born just for that reason. If you are in pain, let me help. Now, I can't lessen the grief, but I can listen. If you are in pain, let Jesus help. He can lessen the grief. He can help far better than I can, but I'm willing to listen. If you are in pain, loneliness, grief, or despair, talk to someone. Share their joy while sharing your burden. It may be the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas may be the most wonderful time of the year. Families are together, gift giving. But it is still a part of life and life happens during this time of year. It does. Don't stop living to protect others' holidays. Don't stop living and not going around people to protect their holidays away from your pain. Because I'm telling you, if they knew about your pain, they would already be there for you. You're not protecting them. You're making them feel bad because they can't help you. This is the time of the year to best share that grief. Remember, we have a high priest who knows us. He was us, and he can help us. Hebrews 4.14 Seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace 
that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Come boldly before the throne of grace, asking for him to ease the burden, asking for his mercy and his grace during this time. We have a high priest. He was betrayed by a friend. He was beat and bloodied and died on a cross for your sin. He was hungry. He didn't have anywhere to lay his head. He had thousands of people relying on him and no resources. He knows you and he can relate to you. Jesus was us. He hurt like us. He prayed like us, was tempted as we, so that he can identify with us and show that we are not alone. He knows what we are going through, and he will walk with us. He will. He came that we might have life, both here and in heaven. He came that we might have eternal salvation. Through him, we know that whatever we are going through here, whatever trial, whatever trouble, whatever we are going through here is only temporary and that when we get there, it's going to be over. We're going to see them again. We know everything we're doing here is temporal and we have a hope, a blessed hope of tomorrow in heaven. Yet those of us still here, after those we're grieving over have left we still have to deal with the grief we still have to deal with the loss we still have to deal with the empty chair at the dinner table don't we but we have a high priest who can relate to us we have a high priest who cares no matter what is going on rely on your high priest Jesus who was as we are Lazarus died. Jesus wept for him, just like we weep for those who are gone. Jesus was betrayed, just as we sometimes get betrayed. Jesus went through what we went through, but he never sinned. That's the difference. He came in like manner as us, that he might be able to relate to us. And we can know he went through what we go through. So we know he went through what we're going through, so we can talk to him about it. We can bring it before him, and we can trust that he knows what's going on because he's been through it. He was in all points tempted as we are. He can relate. He knows. Don't let anyone tell you, anyone tell you that you are all alone. Whether it be Satan, which that's his main tactic, telling you that you're all alone, or man, you are not alone. Do not buy that thought that you are alone for a minute. Don't. Jesus, he sticks closer than a brother. The Bible tells us so. We have a good God. Lean on him. Most folks have good friends. Lean on them. Most folks have some family. Lean on them. Don't worry about ruining their holiday. Because they're probably yearning to lift you up. To share your grief. To help you. Walk with you. Don't protect them. Open up to them. 
You are not alone. Now, I know that your grief is yours. I can't take that from you. But you do not have to bear that grief alone. You don't. Your troubles are not just yours. And I'm willing to bet you know that. Your troubles are not just yours. There are people out there who are hurting mainly because you're hurting. It hurts them that you're hurting. If you've, if you've ever watched somebody go through this, you know what I'm talking about. They're hurting because you're hurt. They want to help. Let them. Tis the season for hurting, and it really is. This is the best time of year to be hurt like this because people are attuned. There's more gatherings. It's, the, it, it's probably the most opportune time to have the healing and the help you need. The birth of our Savior at this time of year, the birth of our Savior that we celebrate at this time of year, guarantees that we're going to see our lost loved ones again. This is the most wonderful time of the year. And while you're dealing with your grief, just remember that Jesus came and died for you so that you might have life eternal.